You guys, GP's voice is failing. It's, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what we can do. I'm gonna rally for Keith. I'm rallying for you, <laughs> and you, the listener. <laughs> also for Keith. Also for Keith. If you'd ever call me, I don't know. We'd be able to have a conversation about it. Hi, Jillian Benzwali. Hi, Patrick Hines. You guys, welcome back to our Thursday bonus app. Yeah, we're just hanging out with Keith and Dateline and just some banana stories. Here's <laughs> another one today. If you're looking for more GP and me, you guys, join us on the Patreon. Over like 275 full ad-free bonus episodes. You get four of those a month, you guys. Yeah, so you get the ad-free versions of the episodes on the regular feed. Yeah. Then you get things like the Jinx and Making a Murder, all those long form, like yeah. Gacy on Peacock, all that. Oh, my God, remember Gacy? Remember. I was obsessed with Gacy. Remember, and the Mormons, Murder Among the Mormons. Remember when I was a little bit under Gacy's spell? Yeah, not long, because I was here. Um, and then, like, after parties, and we send you stuff in the mail sometimes. It's just fun. It's a party. It's, really fun. it's yeah. an actual party. Also, join us in the Facebook group, you guys. It's the True Crime Obsessed Podcast Discussion Group. There's, like, over 40-something thousand people in there. Yeah. We hang out. It's where we tell you guys about our live shows. It's where we tell you about our merch drops. It's where you go to meet your true crime best friends. Yeah, and when we do our after parties and we take questions, yeah. it all happens in the Facebook group. That's right. <laughs> so. That's it, girl. Tell me one good thing that happened this week. Oh, I, I had friends who got married. Oh, yeah. gays or straights? Straights, uh, unfortunately. Boring. I know, but it was a very cool retro, like, <laughs> 60s Mad Men vibe. Oh, good. So I basically went dressed as, like, goth Joan from Mad Men. <laughs> she wore all black all the time. Alright, you guys. It's a dateline. It's yeah. called Scorned. Uh, do we do it? What are we talking about this week? Um, no. I mean, okay. you did it. You nailed it. It was one of the most baffling cases investigators had ever seen. This tops the charts for most bizarre. No one can believe that this actually happened. A single mom and whip-smart computer whiz who seemed to disappear. I started getting text messages saying that she had quit her job. She had something down in Kansas. Left behind a puzzling computer trail. Emails and text messages so active on social media, but nobody can locate her. She didn't want to be found. Exactly. A mom turned ghost. Was she missing or hiding? I wanted to know. Taunts, threats, violence. My secret leg is soaked from blood. Oh, Jesus. A deadly mystery that would link three moms and one man. You were the last one to see her. It was as if I'd already done something and he already knew it. He was drilling me with them policeman eyes. This was almost an obsession to get this solved. A heart-stopping case of jealousy, secret identity, and murder. So, I don't even know how to start these, because it's sort of like, this one opens with a 911 call, and it's frantic. 911, what's the address of your emergency? I've been shot in the leg. Is there any serious bleeding? Oh, my piece of leg is soaked from blood. It's frantic, and, and Keith, of course, is like, Back and forth with the chopper. As squad cars prowled the park, Big Lake Park, Iowa, looking for whoever shot her. The woman who'd come out here alone to clear her mind, get that nemesis out of her head. Get that nemesis out of her head. And I'm like, nemesis 30 seconds in? 
there's a 911 call. Oh my God, I'm bleeding. My pant leg is full of blood. Oh my yeah. God, there's a nemesis involved. It's a dark and stormy <laughs> night, according to Keith. Like, I have no idea what's going on. No, and so it really opens. We meet this guy. What's his name? His name is Dave Krupa. <laughs> Before we even started recording, we had to have a conversation about Dave Krupa. He's a mechanic, and we get... <laughs> He's fine. He's like a fine person. That's the point. He's yeah. like perfectly fine. Um, but... We're yeah. like we're like with Dave, yeah, right? He's are. a mechanic, and he's like it's filmed very cinematically it for is, some reason. He's opening like the garage door, the gate for yeah. the mechanic, and he's like, ooh, like breathing in that morning air, like stretching out, like ready for the day. And he's telling us about meeting this woman at yeah. work at the mechanic's office or I whatever. I want to point out one thing about Dave because he is pretty ordinary, but he does have tattoo sleeves, so it's kind of sexy. Yeah, it's the Maggie Freeling of it all. Women love Dave. We'll get to it. <laughs> it's As really. As, like, just fine as we find Dave, there are women literally losing their minds over Dave Krupa. <laughs> and, Dave, and, and, really, and good for Dave. Like, great. good for Dave. But, like, to Dave, it makes perfect sense. Oh, Dave, you know Dave and I mean? Keith. Like, Dave tries to level with Keith about it. It's like a whole thing. So this, like, woman, this vision comes yeah. walking in, and her name is Carrie. She walks in. I see her. We meet eyes. And just for a moment, I kind of stop. And I go, well, hello. He was working. She wanted her SUV repaired. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, wow, she's gorgeous, but I'm at work. I'm representing the company I work for. That's off the table. It's not a possibility. Dave's like, play cool Dave. He's got to be professional. <laughs> and he sort of, like, lets her go. Like, yeah. she leaves. And he's then like, he can't, like, he's at work. All the bitches love him anyway. Yeah, it's you like a uh, I mean? next one. Like, a new one's going to come You guys, I would never say something like that. I'm weird. saying that was from Dave's perspective. Right. Not, I would never use that word in that context. I got it entirely because we've been talking about Dave for about 20 so, minutes before we hit record. So I'm like, bitches I know. love me. I don't need to work that hard. Keith, you know how it is. Guys like us, Keith. So <laughs> we'll get there. We're way too far ahead. You're right. So lucky for Dave, a few weeks later, Dave is on a dating website, not like he needs to be. The no. women love Knocking him. down the door. Knocking down the door. He's just doing it for fun. You I know mean, what I mean? Beating them off with a stick, honestly. Beating, I mean it's like ladies. It is it is a hard day's night. Dave's life is a hard day's night. He's Paul McCartney running down the street and just like thousands of women screaming, clamoring for him. But he finds this woman, the woman that had come into the auto body shop that day, she's on the dating site as well. And he cleverly says I just said hey I know you ha ha can I say something please please don't punctuate sentences with ha ha when it's unnecessary I know I only do that with you when I feel like I'm saying something that's gonna make you mad all you do is laugh at what I say no in text messages for example when we decided to do these datelines today I'm like wait these are both 90 minutes ha 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 I know you found these and and I'm not complaining (laughs) I'm just saying they're both really long what were you trying to say with 90 minutes I was just trying to say that like oh wow that's a lot for one day yeah but they go by fast I know these were highly requested episodes I know and they're very good so they meet up on this site whatever it is they decide to go for dinner. The food didn't matter, as Keith reminds us. So smitten. They go back to his place, and right when they get there, Dave's ex-girlfriend Liz shows up. Yeah, she just wants her stuff back, Dave. (laughs) Says Liz. It's like the minute they walk in, the timing is like, wow. And Keith's like, awkward. Ooh, awkward. Right. But Carrie is super cool. And she's like, all right, Dave, like, you can deal with this mess. I'm out. Yeah. Like, this Call was great. Later. But, yeah. like, this is weird. Like, Liz came in with a vibe. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Because <laughs> Carrie was like, ooh, don't want to be any part of this. Nope. I'm on my way. Call me, girl. But so he does. So, like, Liz gets her shit and leaves. And Dave literally calls her that night. And Carrie's like, well, why don't you come over here? Things start to get hot and heavy. 
And Carrie lays down the goddamn law, though. According to Dave, yes. Carrie says, She said, look, if we're going to have sex, that's all it is. Period. There's nothing more to it. Huh. And asked me, are you good with that? Is that going to be a problem? And of course, my eyes lit up and I'm like, ping, I hit the Powerball. Keith, you and I both, we can't be tied down, okay? The first thing I say to women always is, we'll have <laughs> sex, but like no strings attached, baby. <laughs> and the fact that Carrie said it to him first. He, he describes it as hitting the Powerball. Right, which is like, <laughs> and then Dave, this is when Dave starts to be like, oh, why are men? Where he's like, I want a girlfriend, but no commitment. It's like, you just want free sex all the time with no emotion. Like Dave. I literally wrote, you're a real charmer, Dave. Yeah. Then we learn more about Carrie. And, like, Carrie is a fucking catch. She's beautiful. Totally. She's super smart. She's a computer programmer. And then this is when Dave says this term that makes my blood boil. Yeah. She was extremely intelligent. She was much smarter than I am. Uh, just in general. She just, she had a brain on her. She had a brain on her. I know. Dave. <laughs> he literally. Don't make me hate you. He says she was even smarter than me, if you can believe it. A woman. A woman was even smarter than me. Guys like us, Keith, right? Keith's like, don't rope me in with this bullshit. I wrote. Again, charmer Dave. Right. And then Keith's like, interestingly enough, Dave reconsidered his, quote, no commitment rule. Yeah, no one asked Carrie if she fucking reconsidered hers, Dave. Yeah, but the thing is, Dave is kind of full of shit here with this right. whole, like, yeah. the ladies love me. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they do. I mean, clearly, it's, we're on Dateline. But, like, <laughs> he he had broken this no commitment rule with a woman named Amy Flora. He had two kids with her. That's yeah. commitment, Dave. And guess what? Of all the women we talk about in this documentary, Amy's the only one who's here. Amy's here. <laughs> and Amy's like... After 12 years, you would think think there would be some kind of a proposal or something but like I said he's kind of emotionless so he really didn't want to get married no and I wanted to eventually be married you know I mean every girl does everybody wants their fairy tale wedding the only emotion he knows is like no strings attached no commitment don't fence me in so it's early November 2012 and Carrie tells Dave she's got a big project at work they've only been dating for two weeks but she's like you know what boo I'm gonna live at your place for a little while instead of like driving home to the country every night and Dave is psyched about it I gave her a kiss on the way out the door Mm. You know, like, hi, see you later, honey. That kind of thing. You know, it was almost like a that sort of 50s TV show garbage. So, so that doesn't sound like a guy who's got no attachments. Well, I didn't say honey, but that's the way it came yeah, across, okay, you know. Right. Dave really wants Keith to know he didn't actually say honey. I would never say that. Yeah. So it's 6.30 a.m. the first day that Carrie is like, has spent the night. Dave is at work. By 10 a.m., he gets a text from her saying they really need to move in together. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Why aren't we living together? We need to move in together. These two were both the no commitment queens. And now all of a sudden, Carrie is saying, no, girl, we got to live together. Like, out of nowhere demanding yeah. that this is what we do. And Dave's like... But immediately, I text her back, no, I'm not... Inter- we've known each other two weeks. It's not going to happen. As soon as I text her back, I get a text back that says, fine, I don't ever want to see you again. Uh, go away. I'm dating somebody else. I hate you. On and on and on and on and on. Weird. Oh, weird. But but also, Dave says he saw the text messages, but work was really busy and he didn't have time to deal with it. I don't have Which time for Which is just nonsense. not the, I would have been like, Joe, I'm going to take my 15. Like, you see this, like, rapid fire text messages? Uh-huh. Go handle it, And Dave. he liked her enough to be spending the night yeah. and then, like, you're not concerned that this person did a total 180 no, on you? because it literally sounds like there's, a, like, somebody with a gun to her head dragging her out the back door and throwing exactly. her in a trunk. Like, make a phone call, Dave. I know. I know. Oh, and Keith says, I can't do the Keith voice. We'll leave it to you. Keith says suddenly she wanted to move in and when he refused she responded with a non-stop staccato of angry often misspelled texts she responded with a non-stop staccato of angry often misspelled 
texts. Now, you think that that's like a little throwaway detail. It's not. No, The misspelled texts. Pay it's attention to that. I just thought the shade of it all, Keith. I know. And then he's like, Gary. Now, that name sounded like his personal horror show. That name is now Dave's personal horror show. <laughs> Keith had so much fun writing the copy for this one. So now we're taking a break from this story. We're going a few hours away. It's a little farming town called Macedonia. Only 250 people live there. Real small town, you guys. Yeah, in Iowa. Did you say Iowa already? No. Oh. Iowa. (laughs) All right. What did Iowa do to you? Jeez. Nothing. This is the town where Carrie grew up. She was raised by her stepfather, Mark, and mother, Nancy. And Keith tells us they're going to stick by her through all of this. Yeah. And, you know, we learn a little bit about Carrie. She always wanted to do her own thing. She was super smart. Like, people and men were always really drawn to her. And she gets pregnant in college, and she moves back home. She has a son named Max. Mm -hmm. Max is like an adult now, kind of. He's here with us. They're all saying... She was such a good mother. But I know she had so much on her plate, too, at that time. She was going to school and everything else. But she did very well. She held up very well. And this is where we learn that she was she suffered from bipolar disorder. Yeah. That like all of a sudden she's very moody. She's got mood swings and depression. She would go into bed for like days on end and like sleep through days. Mm-hmm. She gets diagnosed with bipolar disorder. She gets medicated and she like settles into a good rhythm and a good life with her son Max. Yeah, and Carrie and Max are like getting through it together. Yeah. She's going to school and she's learning about computer stuff and but he's it growing does up. Make you think like, wait, now all these years later with Dave, did, is she off her meds or is she having some sort of like episode? Right. right. You know? So Max is here. The son Max is here. Yeah. And he's probably what, in his 20s, early 20s? Yeah. yeah. So we're back to November 2012, and this is when she took on that big project at work where she told Dave she was going to stay with him for a couple weeks. Max was a teenager then. He understood about her long hours and how she decided to stay in the city for a few days. Didn't ask about the man she'd be staying with. I didn't know Dave at the time. I just had heard of a Dave. That was about it. She didn't talk about him? No. And usually things like that she didn't really talk to me about. They only knew of Dave Krupa as like some guy Dave. They didn't really know a lot of details about Dave. And nor would they have. Like Carrie and Dave, by the, like on this morning where she's sending him those crazy text messages, they'd only been dating for two weeks. Yeah. So Mama Nancy is here and she's saying... She didn't text me or anything that, that Monday. And then I started getting text messages saying that she had quit her job. She was going to Kansas to live. And um, what was it like to get that? It was totally off the wall. Just like how Dave was getting those crazy texts, all of a sudden, Mama Nancy, she's also getting crazy texts. Like, I'm quitting my job. I'm moving to Kansas. These are texts I would send on a Wednesday. Right. Like, (laughs) at 1,000. Not 100, at 1,000. And Nancy's like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, this is just very strange. So, Max was like... Max is not surprised. Because Max was like, well, I had heard about this job opportunity in Kansas, and I knew that she was, like, spending time away and going back and forth to Kansas. So, like, this kind of did make sense, but, like, the aggression was weird to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And then we learned that Nancy, the mom, has who immediately, because moms always know, like knew something was off. She had texted her mom, Nancy, saying like, I'm breaking up with this boyfriend of mine, Dave. Yeah. And I'm checking myself into a mental hospital. And Nancy's like, what? What is happening? So she files a missing persons report. They took down all the information, of course, and they couldn't. They didn't really offer too much. Well, I guess they thought, what, she's a grown woman. She can leave if she wants to leave. Right. So Carrie also refuses to answer the phone. She'll only text. But literally, like, the mom will call her. She won't answer. And then the mom will text her right away, and she'll text right back. Right. Like, she does not want to talk to her mother. Right, at all. So she's like, I'm selling all of my belongings. I'm moving to Texas. Fuck all of you. Fuck this. And so, like, more than that, she sends a screenshot of the check, a $5,000 check, signed by the woman who bought all of her stuff. And she's like, Mom, I want you to facilitate this. Like, just unlock my house. Let this lady, I have the check. Let this lady have all my 
drive an hour. I won't pick up the phone and talk to you and tell you anything, but can you drive an hour and deal with all of this? Totally. Like, and you don't even get a cut of the five grand? Like, (laughs) what a dick, Carrie. Like, what the fuck? I know. And the mother says, absolutely not. I said, either you call me, you come to see me. I'm not doing anything until I hear you. And that's when the nasty text started coming. What did she say then? That I was a bad mother. And she said, I'm going to take Max. We're going to leave. Thank God the mother has some fucking force in here. Nancy rules. Have we made that clear? Like, Nancy's awesome. Yeah, Nancy totally rules. And she says, that's when the text turned nasty. Like, you're a terrible fucking mother. I'm taking Max and and we're leaving. It cuts to Max and he's like, Mom, I really don't want to go. Yeah, Mom, I'm not going. No. But everyone is scared now. Like, people are actually scared because they do know that Carrie has a history of of mental health issues. Yeah. And they're terrified now because these are really aggressive texts. None of it makes any sense. Carrie's not answering the phone. Like, I'm losing my mind. What the hell is happening. So now the cops are involved because no one can find Carrie. So they're like, all right, well, let's start with whoever bought this furniture because clearly they interacted with Carrie, right? Right. So the woman's name is Shanna Galliar. Yeah. But she went by her middle name, Liz. As in Dave's ex, Liz, who showed up on their first date. And that's exactly who this is. It turns out this Liz Galliar person, like, I feel like we know this, but the cops would have no way of knowing this. Right. Remember when Carrie and Dave went back to his house that first night and then Liz showed up and Carrie's like, I'm out, call me later. Yeah, this is super weird. That woman Liz, who showed up to get her shit, she's the one that bought all of Carrie's furniture. Under a different name. Under a different fucking name. So the cops are like, hey girl, like, what do you know about this Carrie person? Liz tell the cops. Liz told the cops that somebody stole her checkbook. And she suspected that somebody was the woman she ran into at Dave's place. But that also could make some sense. If Carrie is, like, losing her mind a little bit. And selling all her shit, she needs money. Right. She, like, steals Liz's checkbook, writes a check to herself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Liz is trying to say. Right, yeah. So Liz sends the cops to Dave, who's been hearing it from Carrie all morning via text, right? (laughs) So the cops show up to Dave's job. They ask about Carrie. And he's answering everything they ask. But, like, the more he answers the question, the deeper into a hole he's digging himself. Yeah, and he says... He was drilling me with them policeman eyes. Them ones that are like, uh, you know. Where were you at 6.30 right. on that yeah. morning? And Yeah, no, I totally had the feeling. I mean, she was at your house. Yes. You were the last one to see her. And that was how he approached me, was as if I'd already done something and he already knew it and it's time to deal with it, you know? And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. Look, 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 I know this looks bad. Yeah. I know this looks really, <laughs> right. really bad. But the thing is, I don't know where she is, and I don't want to know where she is. Also, she went crazy. We had an agreement yeah. that it was no strings attached, and she got weird, and now I don't I don't even care where and she is. And the bitches love me. I don't need to go killing these ladies. They're in a line down, down the streets. Guys like us, Keith. Guys <laughs> like us. And so Dave shows the cops his phone. He's like, look at all these bonkers text messages. Which you would think would be enough. Like, I couldn't have done anything to her. She's been texting me all day. She's right. texting me right now. But then as, yeah, like, bring, bring, yeah. bring. As that's all happening, Carrie, I don't know how, starts texting the detective on the case. Which is bananas. The text to the cop reads, I would really appreciate if you leave Dave Krupa out of it. I would really appreciate it if you would leave Dave Krupa out of it. Carrie, who do you think you are? And then the cop responds, like texts her back. Yeah, he's like, girl, we can't rule anyone out until we like 
talk to you? How about you just call us? And you're missing. We need to locate you. And Carrie's like, I don't want to be found. Fuck off. I know. Exactly. And the cop's like, oh, okay, well, I heard from her. And then the detectives get another text from Carrie that says, I want one person to go away for destroying everything for me. And the cops think she's talking about Liz. Yeah, so it turns out that Carrie is blaming Liz, the ex, for ruining their relationship. She showed up on our first date. Like, I was super into Dave. Now Dave's really into her. And Dave is like, I wasn't even dating. Liz when I was dating you know what I mean like right. what is none of this makes any sense but the cops are like oh shit so Liz is probably right about Carrie if right. Carrie's so mad at Liz like according to these texts then Carrie totally stole the checkbook and forged the check to make Liz look bad exactly so the cops are like Liz girl file a report about this yes. because we believe but like we have to make it official we need a paper trail but before she could do that I feel like she's like going to get in her car to go to the police yes. station she goes into her garage and there is like spray paint graffiti on the inside of her garage wall that says she found the words whore from Dave had to have been Carrie. Whore from Dave. I don't even know what that means, right? No, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And the cops are like, the only explanation here is that this Carrie woman is having some sort of psychotic episode. Oh, that's the only explanation? It's the only explanation. Yeah, it can only be that. And Nancy the mom is like, I don't know about that, cops. Like now right. Nancy the mom is super <laughs> mad at the cops. She's like, please don't make it just about that. If my daughter is having a psychotic break, like she still needs help, yeah. you assholes. She's also like, this doesn't sound like her. Like she has a history of mental illness from like 20 years ago that we dealt with and she's been fine. Like this is very out of character. And her. I'm her mother saying this doesn't sound like her, and the cops aren't doing anything. So Keith's right. like, Did you get the feeling you just wanted to get in there and storm the barricades and make something happen? Yeah. <laughs> but again, I didn't know how much I could do, and I, I didn't know where to start. Nancy, what are you saying, girl? Are you saying you want to storm the barricades and just make something happen? <laughs> I'm like, you make a, a lame miserable. I know. And, and suddenly, <laughs> and Nancy's like, yes, slowly standing up, like, yes. Fuck those empty chairs at those goddamn empty tables. Doing it. I mean, so this is where we learned that, like, Nancy, the mom, starts communicating with Carrie on Facebook. Right. It's the day before Thanksgiving, and she's sending her messages like, hey, girl, I've got a roast in the crock pot. Like, if you want to come home today, we're going to eat at six. And saying, you know, we love you. Just come home. You know, this is what we're going to do, and this is where we're going to be. And Carrie doesn't respond or show up. For Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. And then a month later, Carrie's dad dies of cancer. Which is, like, a big fucking deal. It's like, all right, if Carrie's really going through it and she's having a hard time, Mm -hmm. she would still show up for her dad's funeral. They were very close. And she doesn't. Yeah. But she, like, writes a post on Facebook. She writes a post on Facebook, which is just, like, crazy. But speaking of Facebook, she posts that Dave, Dave Krupa, ladies right. love him Dave, ladies yeah. man Dave, proposed, and she said yes. And Nancy, the mom, sees this, and she calls the detectives. The detectives call Dave, and he's like, let me assure you, <laughs> I am in the process of beating women off of me with a stick. Yeah. I'm not getting married to this crazy lady. Yeah, in fact, she texts me 60 times a day. I would get 50, 60 a day. A day? Oh, yeah. It at one point rendered my phone completely useless. It would just be dinging so much I couldn't answer a phone or send a text. Make you want to change your phone number, wouldn't it? I did that a couple of times. You did? And they mm-hmm. still kept coming? They did. Keith is like, what in heaven's name is going on? And I'm like, Keith, I don't know, but you're about to say whore 80 times, and it's very alarming. I know, I know, I know. And then we, we learned that, like, sometimes the texts were normal. They'd be like, I know, I, I did this to myself. I understand why you don't love me anymore. I hope we can see each other soon. Dave's like, no. But then the other other text would be like, I can see what you're doing. You're, you're making yourself a cup of coffee right now. Right. And he was like, uh, I, I am doing that. And he would run out to the front yard to try to see Carrie, but then nobody would be there. 
there. So Carrie is missing yeah. and stalking Dave. Exactly. That's exactly. terrifying. So then, like, Liz is also getting insane emails, too. And, like, literally, Liz gets an email. Remember, she was the one that got the graffiti on the inside of her garage. Yeah, whore from Dave, which whore I still don't understand Dave. what that means. From Dave. And then she gets another email that's from Carrie that says, I'm out in your garage, so what should I do to your car? I see my handiwork is still on the wall. Attached to the email, a photo to prove Carrie was there. She'd attach a photo yeah. of inside of the garage. Can you imagine anything more fucking terrifying? Mm-hmm. So then she, like, Carrie writes an email or a note to Dave that says, I've kidnapped Liz. Carrie wrote Dave a note claiming she'd kidnapped Liz. You will do exactly as I say, and then I will let her go. Do it or say goodbye to her. Attached was this photo. A woman bound. Couldn't see her face, but was that Liz? Dave responds, I don't believe you go away. I was like, could you call Liz first? Maybe he he was with Liz. (laughs) Maybe. That's my hope. But like, I hope before you wrote back and said like, buzz off crazy, you called to make sure Liz was okay. People don't use buzz off nearly (laughs) enough. Buzz off low life. But then Dave finds Carrie's car, her truck. And it's like months, it's like four months have gone by since he saw Carrie that one night or whatever. Yeah, it was like half buried in the snow or something. Yeah, and then he just like comes upon her car and the police like process the whole car. The car's been like meticulously cleaned, but they find a mint, like a container of mints with a fingerprint on it. And they run the fingerprint through like the national database and it comes up with no hits. But the messages keep coming. Yes. Because Carrie tells Dave she made a fake open for Liz. Go see what I made for the whore. I will kill her. They already made her obituary, so it's done. Then, minutes later, I'm trying to hire someone to get rid of that whore Liz for us. You told me before you wanted her gone. Do we want to pay just for the whore or her two kids, too? She just starts referring to Liz as the whore. The whore. Yeah. It's crazy. And then yeah. he's like, then she's like, I'll kill her. I already made her obituary, so that part's done. I already dealt with the logistics. <laughs> oh then, in a total twist, she's like, Dave, yeah. will you help me kill Liz? <laughs> she tries to recruit Dave to kill the girlfriend. Yeah. And, like, Liz isn't even his girlfriend. But what Carrie didn't realize was going to happen was that all of this craziness harassing Dave and harassing Liz is just bringing Dave and Liz together. Right. Because they can't talk about it with anyone else. Exactly. No one else understands. It's like us. Right. No one understands yeah, yeah, it's like talking about true crime craziness all the time. Carrie, they weren't boyfriend. You were his girlfriend. Right. Everything was fine. You had an understanding. Like, it was all good. She starts also signing her letters and texts, you're beautiful, Carrie. Who does that? Who refers to themselves as beautiful in any context? Guess what? What? We're going to find out. I know. You know who does that? My daughter, Daisy. She is (laughs) Daddy, I'm beautiful. She is. (laughs) So now we learn that, like, Dave and Liz are just, like, constantly filing police reports against Carrie, which must be so aggravating like you're fi- like they're co- she's breaking into your fucking house and spray painting on your wall and you all you can do is file a police report about it and then she would like do these things and take credit for it or she'd be like hey Dave I was in your apartment when you weren't there again oh my God. and like Manson family shit and like move furniture around yeah. and craziness oh so every time God. she does things like this yeah it's just like a mountain of paperwork how like what kind of low life do you have to be that like you decide you're gonna make terrorizing these people your life yeah to what end and now finally pages and pages and pages of paperwork later there's a warrant out for her arrest yeah finally right. God finally. Da- what how long does that have to take? I don't know. The like, constant harassment of two people. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, Carrie's super smart. She's a programmer. She must be using technology. That's where we can't find her. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. So it's August 17th. I humbly, not so humbly, request that we blow through this yes, as fast I, as possible. I knew that you weren't going to like Thank this. You I do so have much. one question. Though. Okay, great. So Liz's house is suddenly is on fire. And she calls Dave early in the morning frantic. My house burned down. Oh my God, it's that crazy person.
person charity stalking me again. Wow. Liz had been in the middle of moving out. She and her kids were already sleeping at their new place, but she went back to the old place that Saturday morning to pick up more of their things. And instead, she had to call the Omaha Fire Department. They called the fire department and, like, nobody was hurt, but, like, the fire had burned long enough that the pets had not been removed yet. Two dogs, one cat, a pet snake, and they all die. My one question. To which I say, fuck all of this. What is your question? Who has a pet snake? A lot of people. Like a little, like a gardener snake oh, or no, like no, a no. boa constrictor? Like big snakes. People have, like, whole, like, aqua- like Is that nice to the snakes? Do they want to live in a cage? I don't know. It's called a terrarium. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. My mom knew someone who had a really, really big snake who got out of the cage. <gasps> and my mom was like, my mom has a huge like snake fear like now that that snake is in this bill it's in this book my mom like her her anxiety i love you i hope this is okay but her anxiety (laughs) will manifest in like she thinks that she'll go into a room and like a snake will like snakes will be there out of the closet yeah yeah so she's like so you're moving right jackie and she's like no wait were they not able to find the snake they find days later i'm like how do you go to sleep she's like it's really not a big deal days later they found the snake wrapped around a pole in the basement because they wanted like the temperature oh my god jillian no the whole point is like they don't want to be in your bed they want to be in the basement or whatever oh my god wrapped around a pole yep. like it wants to wrap around your neck yep oh my god oh my god oh it's for the temperature i have never done this before you i am wrapping, wrapping myself up in my own shirt yeah oh my god oh my god i, know. I will never get that visual out of my head i'm sorry oh but people my do god. have snakes okay <laughs> the i point. thought we we're gonna do this quickly moving on you're the one who had the question <laughs> So Carrie then emails Dave, and Carrie's like, I set the nasty whore's house on fire. I hope the whore and her kids were in it. I hope you and the kids burned to death. Like, really crazy things. Like, now Carrie is threatening Dave's kids. Like, she's saying she wants to slit their throats. Like, that is next level. I think Dave is, like, annoyed up to this point, but that is some, like, okay, now this is serious. I mean, like... She killed pets! I know. And why is there nothing anyone can do about this? Like, that's the thing that makes me so fucking crazy. I mean, Dave agrees with you, because then he's like... For a while there, I was drinking heavily, which is not me. There's never been a time in my life where I was a real drinker, and I was drinking until the bar closed and going to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Keith, I gotta be honest with you, I turned to the bottle. I yeah. was never a drinker, but like this will yeah. this will yeah. drive you to drink. Totally. So he's like, I would be drinking until the bar closed, then just like go to work hammered at six in the morning. Yeah, that's and, not a good way to do it, Dave. And then he's like, I was just drunk all the time. And then Keith goes, And you bought a gun. And you bought a gun. I know, I know. And Dave's like, Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. And Keith goes, Why? Why? <laughs> It doesn't seem like a great idea. Like, buy the gun sober and use it sober at least. You know what I mean? He's like, I was hammered all the time and I got a gun. I think that was Keith's big question. Right, like, (laughs) to remind you, like, Dave, let's tell the people what you also did when you were at the bottom of a bottle. You bought a gun. Right, exactly. And so it's like, then it's like, meanwhile, in Macedonia, with Carrie's family. They're living these two different investigations because in the city, in Omaha, everyone's like, Carrie is terrorizing us. She's the devil. And in Macedonia, Carrie is a missing person, like a missing loving mother who, if this is all real, then she's having some sort of like psychotic meltdown and nobody is able to help her. Yeah. And son Max like doesn't want to be sad in front of his grandparents because he knows how sad they already are. So Grandma Nancy finds out he's doing a lot of crying at his girlfriend's house, to yeah. which I said he has a girlfriend. That makes me happy. That's sweet. Yeah. And she's like putting up with it. What, you know yeah, how I mean it, right? Like <laughs> it's a lot for a, oh, a you're, you know, 19 You're crying 20. again. Okay. Oh, so you're no news on your mom, huh? <laughs> oh. Oh, more, oh. As like the office plays faintly in the background. 
more more tears. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I actually should Christmas. I just do you want me to just I haven't actually seen this one, so yeah, I'll just sure. pause it if we're just gonna keep talking. It's okay to keep talking. It's just like I haven't seen. It's like I don't want to miss what happened. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, ju- I'll just pause you. it. I'll just pause it. I'll just pause it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So we learn though the family Carrie's family gets a call from a local homeless shelter that Carrie is there. The shelter was about an hour away. Nancy, who had neither seen her daughter nor heard her voice for months, was too wrought up to drive. So she asked her brother to take her. Oh, I was so tense. And they get there, they meet the investigators there, and they go inside, and Mm -hmm. they show the picture of Carrie to whoever's running the shelter, and they're like, that person has never been here. So my question is, who made that call? Who called and said Carrie is here? Yeah, some man. I don't know who did that. I I have no idea. But it's so heartbreaking, because it's just like, going from so many kinds of 100 is just not good for anyone's mental health. So to be like, terrified at 100, sad at 100, hopeful at 100, devastated at 100, like, it's just not a good place to be. Can you imagine if I ever went through this? Please, God, no. (laughs) For the safety of whoever is causing this for you, but also for, like, my own mental health. Please, yeah, God, be, no. It'd be real be real bad for everyone. Like, everyone. <laughs> if someone wants to hurt me, yeah. they'd do that to you. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, it yeah. would be such a nightmare for me, yeah, also. Do, do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I jumped around, but it yeah. made no, sense No, I, got, I was there. Great. So a few weeks later, Carrie is posting on Facebook again, and she's real defiant. And she says, I am a grown woman, and if I feel like leaving home, I have the right. I asked my son, Max, to come with me, but you didn't want to. So when I'm ready to come back home, I will. I love you all very much, but I need time still to sort things out. Carrie, please. Yeah. Because Carrie's mom is like, Carrie, we're at Sienna House. Like, where are you? And then this is the response. Like, Carrie, you are being selfish. Right, right. And then get ready to hear Keith Morrison say the word hoe. Because then he's like... Then there were posts like this one. Liz is the hoe that took my boyfriend away from me. Now I've met a really nice guy. And again, they're all really, really misspelled. So Keith is saying what it should sound like. But she says, Liz is the hoe that took my boyfriend away from me. Now I have meet a really nice guy. Right. But that is important. It's not me me being a stickler. Like, that's important. Because Nancy, the mom, says... Because my daughter was so meticulous about grammar and spelling and the way it sounded. And this stuff was like what? Oh, it was just garbage. It was just... Sort of chaotic. Yes, it was chaotic. This is weird. Like, Carrie's really into grammar. She's meticulous. Like, these messages didn't read as her. When you know someone, if someone texted you from Steve's phone that wasn't Steve, you would be like, it just doesn't read like him. A million. I mean, the only way I would know that it wasn't, because, like, I feel like we all speak kind of plainly. Yeah. Like, it would be only through misspellings and, like, abbreviations or, or like, syntax being wrong. Yes, like, weird little punctuation stuff, because, again, like, Mike doesn't type in a certain way, but you can just, like, it it doesn't look million percent, yeah. That's, it's like it's, when my dad texted me when I was bartending, but he used the voice text and he yeah. spelled my name wrong. Yeah. And I thought he was having a stroke oh and I jumped God, yeah, over yeah, the yeah. bar and ran outside in the middle of December. I was like, so sorry. I was like, mom. Yeah. And she's like, he's using the goddamn voice to text. Tell. I tell you. It was horrible. But you know, you, you're like, that just doesn't look like him. And so that can also make you feel crazy. Yeah. But Nancy's like, I'm telling you, that is not Carrie. And Carrie's mom says, Carrie's dad, who had passed, came to me in a dream and said, he came to me very vividly in the dream and said um he said don't worry Nancy she's with me and that's sounds silly but that's when I knew 
And she says, I know it sounds crazy, yeah. but that's when I knew in my heart that Carrie was dead. If you notice, Keith has tears in his eyes too. Because yeah. this poor woman is like, the cops weren't listening to me. This was almost reassurance that like, Nancy, she's okay and you are not crazy. But then Keith is like, but of course she didn't know. Like, we don't right, know. Right. Like, that's, like, that's what the mother thinks. But like, as far as we know, she's gone bananas and she's terrorizing these two people. So Max is like, fuck it. I don't have any more tears left. I'm doing this shit my goddamn self. Yeah, so be- Max starts messaging Carrie. Which is so amazing because he says to his mother, I have three questions for you. One, what is my middle name? Two, what was our first boxer's name? The dog. Three, who was my best friend as a little kid? And what was the response? Nothing. I I never got a response to that one. So he never gets a response. And so it's 2015. Dave moves to Iowa to be closer to his kids with Amy, right? Yeah. And also, like, hoping that if he leaves where he was, maybe Carrie will fucking leave him alone. Like, maybe she'll stop going into his house when he's not there. Right. He you also know? buys another gun. Right. <laughs> which Keith really wants us to know. I know. <laughs> but now it's been three years. And Keith's like, finally. It's been three, three years, years, you guys. But And things are finally starting to quiet down for Liz and Dave. So yeah. Carrie's been harassing them for three years. And it's finally starting to cool off, which means it's also starting to cool off between Dave and Liz because yeah. they don't have as much to talk about anymore. And then one day, Dave's second gun goes missing. Meanwhile, he Car- has yeah. 800 questions. Yes. He's like, okay. Keith is like, you're the only person who lives in that house though, right? And he's like, yeah, like there's nobody there. It's just me. So if your gun went missing, somebody fucking broke in and stole it. Right. So meanwhile, with Carrie's family, Keith basically says, like confirms everything Nancy was saying that the yeah. cops don't care because he be- he describes Carrie's disappearance. Her disappearance was more office chatter than active case. Because it's been three years, like th- it's sort of become like legendary that like this woman has sort of just vanished, except she hasn't. She's like terrorizing these two people. And this is where we meet these two detectives, Detective Doty and Detective Avis. And they sort of hear about this case and they take a big interest in it and they decide, they like request to be able to work on it. Yeah, because they immediately think it's not actually Carrie. Right. They want to bring like their fresh eyes to this case. And their first question is, was Carrie Farber really the vengeful woman she seemed to be? Or did she even exist? I thought the smart idea was not to have tunnel vision on any direction. So Ryan worked it as if Carrie's still alive. And he was going to work it until he came to a dead end. I was going to work it like she was not alive. The way they decide to work on this case is great. There's two of yeah. them. And one of them takes the idea that she's alive and is responsible for all these texts and emails. And the other one approaches it from like she's dead and she's been dead and somebody else is behind the terrorizing of these two people. Right. And they ask Dave and Dave's like, oh, she's alive and she's crazy. <laughs> and so he gives them yeah. his phone, right? He, and it's like 11,000 emails and text exchanges. Yeah. Dave isn't the only one who gives the cops their yeah. phone. Liz, the ex, also gives the cops her phone. Yeah. One of the cops is like, I was in the hallway and another investigator was walking down the hall with Liz to his office. And to me, it was like I saw a famous person because I knew everything about her and she was there to file a harassment report. Like Liz being at the office was also just random. Like she doesn't know these two new detectives are working on the case really. Right. She's there. She's there to make another complaint. Remember like Dave and Liz's life for three years has been like Carrie does something crazy and then they have to go and like make a complaint about it. So she's there to make a complaint but this time the complaint isn't about Carrie. Remember it's been three years and things have gotten a little bit quiet. She's there to make a complaint about Amy, Dave's first girlfriend and the mother of his two kids. Or as they say in The Sopranos, Carmela, she's the mother of my kids. The mo- <laughs> and 
Keith is like, whoa, whoa, wait, Amy? Yeah. Wait, Keith and I are like bowled over. We can't believe Everyone it. is bowled over, including the two detectives that <laughs> are like, like bitch, no. I know everything about her. And, Dave, and Detective Avis is like, Keith, no, I know, same. Okay. So he so he does the interview, this Avis guy. Yeah, he's and like, we hear it. Liz, let me do this interview. So we, like, we hear it. So Liz's story is like. Liz told Detective Avis that her on-again, off-again relationship with Dave was off again. But ever since their most recent split, Dave's ex, Amy, had been stalking her on Facebook. Amy, the ex, has been stalking me. And that's scary, because like two days after Liz and Dave broke up again, his apartment was broken into and his gun was stolen. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, and so like, I think the detectives' heads are spinning. They're just like, it was Carrie for three years, and now it's this other woman, Amy. Now that Carrie's cool off, Amy is stalking you, and maybe has a gun and is like maybe coming after you. And Liz is like, no, 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 no. Amy is Carrie. Yeah. Amy's been Carrie the whole time. Which is just like, then where's Carrie? And Keith goes, Diabolical. Diabolical. <laughs> he does say that word in almost every episode. He wants to say delicious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he says diabolical. And so Liz is like, no, no, no. It's totally not Carrie because Carrie and Dave only dated for like two weeks. Why would she stalk someone yeah. for three years that she only dated for two weeks? No, no, no. It's got to be Amy. And this is where Liz is like not thinking through her accusations because it's like, well, then how did Amy get Carrie's phone? All those texts were coming from Carrie's actual phone. Right. You so know? What? So are you saying that Amy? Ha- like it's all about to get fucking crazy. Amy also had Amy's way too busy to be doing any of totally. this. By the way, moms are busy people. So the very next night, the night after Liz goes to make that complaint, she decides, you know what? I'm gonna go clear my head. It's December fifth. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to Big Lake Park by myself. She's walking along a trail. She sits down on a bench. It's quiet. She's alone. Just hold on a second. Okay. So- <laughs> it's December fifth. Yes. So I know she- it's your favorite time of year. How dare she ruin it? But <laughs> quiet, alone, fine. But at nighttime in the winter by water, it's fucking freezing. freezing. If you want to go clear your head, you don't go where you're, where you're shivering right, the whole time. Yeah. That is not fun for oh anybody. Oh, God, I just got the image of the snake wrapped around the pole back in my head. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, my sorry. God, it's never going to go away. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, it's never going to go away. I'm sorry. That's, like, my life. You That's know that, gonna right? Be, that, to me, is like walking into the basement and fucking Michael Myers is down there. That's how I live. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, God. And it's, for, like, if you want to go and, like, really, like, clear your mind yeah. and just, you don't go by the water in the middle of the night in the winter. It's, it's too distracting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So, but she got like, no one's there, right? And then it's like, and that's when it happened. Is the assailant still nearby? I don't think so. I took off running. Do you know if it's male or female? Uh, female. Remember the 911 call from the top yes. of the show? That's Liz. Yeah. She says somebody popped out of the woods and fucking shot her in the leg. And she's like, oh my God, it was Amy. It was Amy. And I gotta say, so lucky for Liz that she only got shot in the fleshiest part of the leg, yeah, you know? Totally like, miss any bone in any artery. It could have been so much worse. Just so super lucky for Liz. Yeah. And so Liz is like, hey, coppers, it was Amy, obviously. Yeah. This is what Liz says. She says she uh, came out here to clear mind and she walked out to a bench and sat down. And then a female who she believed to be Amy Flora mm-hmm. came up behind her, stuck a gun to her back, told her to get on the ground and then shot her in the leg and then ran off. Amy put a gun to Liz's back, told her to get on the ground, shot her in the fleshiest part of the leg, and <laughs> ran off. Really? Yeah. And so the cops believe her. They surround Amy's apartment. Amy, who's in there with her fucking children, opens the door to see who's out there. And there's cops with guns drawn, pointing the guns at her head, saying that she's been accused of shooting Liz in the leg. She complies. She goes downtown to yeah. get questioned or whatever. She answers all the questions, but she fails the polygraph. And it's like, this is why they're bullshit, because she was stressed the fuck 
out. You know, the cop, while he's at her house, feels the hood of her car to see if it's been used in the like the last hour to go shoot this woman. It's ice cold. The neighbor across the street is like, no, she's been here all day. And it was frozen shut. Right. Like the door hadn't been opened. Like she's been home with her kids since three o'clock in like the afternoon. Liz, Liz is obviously making up this fucking story and like did not think this through. Like you didn't want to make sure that Amy didn't have an alibi. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the investigators are thinking just the way we are, right? Yeah. So they go to talk to Liz at the hospital and we hear it. The cops are like, I feel like it's just written on the wall. What it is. It's Amy shot you with Dave's gun, isn't it? Pretty much. That's what I'm thinking. So you think that Amy shot you with Dave's stolen gun? And Liz is like, oh my God, girl, totally. Finally, someone who gets it. And Avis, the cop, is like, I'm going to play dumb here. I'm going to say whatever I need to say to keep her talking. Totally. And Avis is like, oh my God, Amy didn't shoot Liz. Liz shot Liz. Like, it's all coming. Like, the fleshiest part of the thigh. And like, how lucky for Liz. Well, of course no one was around. Because it was December 5th in the middle of the night by the water. It's freezing. No one's out there. And Keith is like, wait, what? Liz shot herself. Liz shot herself? That sounded crazy. Or maybe a certain kind of crazy. But that sounded crazy! <laughs> or maybe a certain kind of crazy. So now the cops are, are on to Liz and they're like, she definitely did this to herself. And they remember that they have her phone from like when she gave it to them when Dave gave his phone to try to figure out how, like, how Carrie was terrorizing them. And they go through it and they find a picture of Carrie's SUV. We looked at the date that was taken. It was taken on Christmas Eve of 2012. Wasn't that when her car was actually missing? Yeah, it hadn't been recovered till January of 2013. So we thought that's, that's weird that the police couldn't find it. Dave didn't know where it was, but somehow Liz was able to take a picture of it. And remember the photo of the woman bound and taped? Yeah, remember when when Dave got the note that was like, I kidnapped Liz and like here's a picture of her bound and taped in my car and Dave was like, buzz off, I don't believe you. Yeah, that photo's on Liz's phone. Right. And Keith is like, Was it possible those wild and scary electronic messages all sent in Carrie's name were really sent by Liz? Is it possible all these wild electronic messages were really sent by Liz? <laughs> electronic messages. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> so then we meet Tony Kava, Or as Keith says, Tony Kava, who's he? (laughs) Keith and Tony are at the bar right now. They are charmed by each other. They love each other. Because Tony's like the IT guy, and he's like... By day, I do IT work, and then uh, by night, I fight crime, so... (laughs) Keith, it's the funniest thing. Keith's like, oh, a little humor. Oh, a little funny, funny. So he is. He's an IT guy, but he's also a reserve sheriff's deputy. And he, the thing is, like, he's the one who can figure out the digital trail for everything. So he says he has to comb through three dozen email accounts, a dozen Facebook accounts, and a God. number of different apps. And he's like, look, if if it takes Liz five minutes to set up a fake email address, it takes me 15 hours to prove that it's hers. Right. So that's what he's here to do. Mm-hmm. Of all of the ways that Carrie terrorized Liz and Dave, one was through a YouTube account where, he, like, she's posting videos. He's able to trace all of the IP address of where that was uploaded back to Liz's house. Like every email, every text, every video, every Facebook post, every photo, they all came from Liz. They all came from Liz. Obviously. You knew that from the from the minute one, right? Minute one. This wasn't one of those this is not Wrinkles the Clown. You got it immediately. Okay, great. I was like, I literally was like, who falls for this? Okay, thank God. Also remember the fingerprint in the car? Yes. It matches Liz. It matches Liz. Shocking. So now they're like, all right, so obviously Liz has killed Carrie. Like obviously Carrie is dead. Liz killed her. Liz still thinks 
the cops are on her side. Yeah. So they're like, let's lean into that and see what we can get from her. Because she's trying to get them to arrest Amy. Right. So then, and it's like, that's when we introduce Jim to Liz. Jim's right. one of the cops. <laughs> so we we see Jim and Liz like a week after the shooting. Liz is totally fine, by the way. She doesn't have a bandage on her. I she's know. totally fine. She's a pretty good shot when she's shooting yeah. her fucking self. And they call her downtown because they're saying, like, they bring her down under the pretense of, like, we think Amy did this to you and we need you to help us nail Amy for shooting you. Because, oh my God, Liz, there's a break in the case. We found Carrie's remains. Yeah. Liz, girl, we need your, you're the only one who can help yeah. us. Can you help us with a timeline? And Liz was like, yes, I saw Carrie <laughs> one time. It was back in 2012. It's because I interrupted their date because I was stalking Dave. I mean, because uh, right. I just happened to get need to get my stuff back. She throws in this tidbit that in that interaction where Too Cool for School Carrie was like, you guys do your thing. I'm going to go home. I didn't know he was dating anybody else at the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, she came out and I was going in. Mm -hmm. And she made a smart comment to me. What did she say to you? Called me a bitch. Okay. Believe it for a goddamn second. I don't believe it for a Absolutely second. Absolutely not. And neither Liz. does Jim. But either way, Liz is going on and on blaming Amy. And she's like, I wouldn't put it past her. She, yeah. Liz is being the pettiest bitch ever right totally. now. Totally. She's like, she totally could have done this. <laughs> and Jim the cop is like, no, 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 totally. Yeah. They're having a totally off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we want to build a case against Amy. We need you. And Liz totally agrees to help. And they're like, it's just, oh, the thing is, Liz, is like, we don't have any proof of that. If we had, I don't know, like messages from Amy saying she did this, it would just be so helpful. Like, yeah, can you do that? I, wouldn't it be amazing? if there were emails that where she admitted to killing Carrie like oh that'd be so helpful but unfortunately we don't have any of that and Liz is like well if if I come into any of that I'll be sure to let you know and then Keith goes and she limped away and she limped away <laughs> Keith so within like within the week all of a sudden Amy is forwarding the cops emails from quote Amy For, well at first she's admitting that she shot Liz like out of the clear blue sky Amy yeah. emailed and she's like Liz I shot you I shot you remember right. it's me Amy Liz it's me Amy I'm the person person who shot you. I shot you that time on December 5th. Do you remember? And they're like, look. Here's, my, here's my email. It's Amy at Hotmail. Yeah, it's Amy, I shot Liz at Hotmail.com. I, I shot Liz at Amy. And then it's like, oh yeah. And then she starts confessing. Like, I made all those fake emails and numbers that you and Dave thought were Carrie to get rid of you, Liz. But I guess it didn't work well. Everything is misspelled the exact same. And it's just, I mean... How insane Liz must actually be to think the cops or anybody would believe that out of the blue, Amy is just going to start emailing her confessing to all the crimes. After the cops were like, you know, it would be really great. Right. And then suddenly it happens. Like, did Liz really walk in and be like, you're not going to believe this? Know. You know, in these emails where obviously it's Liz writing as Amy and right. she's confessing to like murdering Carrie. She's literally just saying that I got her in the car and I stabbed her in the stomach. She's basically admitting to the murder via Amy. Right. Right, right. But so what happens now is that Dave is not in on this. The cops have not told him that this is happening. So Dave calls the detectives and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but Liz, my friend who I suffered through three years of harassment with, just called me and told me that you guys had found Carrie's remains and that Amy is involved. And just so you know, like I'm living with Amy and this is really fucking terrifying. And the cops go, I'd be damn near moved in with, with Amy if I were you. And, okay. Uh, since Liz did come and tell you this, uh, I would avoid her like the plague right now. Okay. I think you should move in with Amy and protect each other and avoid Liz like the plague, but I can't tell you anything. But wait a second. Like, Dave and Amy and two kids are legit in danger right now. Yes. Like, full stop. Like, yes. they need yes. to know. Yeah. So Dave moves in with Amy to protect each other and the kids, but, like, Liz is fucking crazy. And she's still stalking them. The cops tell us that, like, Liz is seen circling the apartment where they all live several times a day. And so 
I, at first, I was like, can you at least have protection on them? Because yeah, this yeah. is, they're, I mean, they're sitting ducks. Yes, they do. Okay. But I was really <laughs> mad for a while because I was like, oh, okay, the yeah. cops know. Yeah. To just say, why don't you guys move in together and just fend for yourselves when we f- know full well that this woman is armed and dangerous, literally. Armed and dangerous and insane because when she finds out that Dave has now oh. moved, <laughs> she finds out that Dave has finally moved back in with Amy, she calls the cops sobbing. Her best friend's the cops. And she's like, looks like the only person that benefited was her. So she gets to shoot somebody and then she gets to kill another person and then she gets to move in with Dave and she gets to be free. And you guys aren't arresting her. It looks like the only person who benefited from all this was her. So she gets to shoot somebody and then she gets to kill another person and then she gets to move in with Dave and be free. But the cops are not us. They play no. it cooler because they're like, Liz, only you can help us. We're not arresting her because you need to help I us, know. Liz. I would totally fall for this too. Thank God I'm only a little crazy because I would absolutely implicate myself in the murder. Basically, through all of the access that Liz gives them to emails and whatever, they believe that Carrie was murdered in her own car. And so now they have to go find Carrie's SUV to see if they can get any more evidence from it. We find out that Carrie's car has been sold. Like, you didn't want to hold that for evidence? Well, they found it in another county. Yeah. And they describe it as much used. What the hell did these people do to this car? I know. When you see a picture, it looks like they go off-roading with it every single day. I think it was just like in the snow. I don't know. But I'm like, what the hell did they do to this thing? They sold this missing woman's car to some random person. They believe that she was murdered in the passenger seat based on all of Liz's statements. Took out the passenger seat pulled off the fabric of that, and there's a dark red stain right on that seat. Large stain. They tested it. Human blood. And DNA confirmed it was Carrie's blood. What if you were the fucking guy that bought the car? I know. Oh, my God. That's all I can think about. It's like I've been driving around in a murder car for three years. And it looks like a murder car. Now, I don't know what the hell they did to it. It looks like salt stained, (laughs) you know, like or snow or whatever. I think that's what happens when you live in the Midwest of the winter. Your cars just look like that. All right. Well, so they pick up Liz on what they describe as an unrelated misdemeanor warrant. Yeah. I don't care that it's unrelated. What the hell was it for? I I tried Googling it. I couldn't (laughs) find anything. What did they pick her up on? I know. I know. It's true. Keith, don't say diabolical 10 more times. Can you just tell me what that, that warrant was? So immediately Liz starts to cry. The water, she Karen's the fuck out of this. Because they pick her up for probably some fucking like not stopping at a stop sign or whatever. Sure. And they bring her in and then all of a sudden they're questioning her about Carrie's murder. So I think she's caught unawares as they would say. So it's December 22nd, 2016. Is that your birthday? It's the day after. Oh my God. But it's four, this day is four years after the murder. And Liz yeah. is finally arrested. Yeah, and they, you know, she goes on trial for murder. She waives her right to a jury trial, so it's what's called a bench trial where the judge is just going to decide. Before they determine that she's guilty, the prosecution presents what they think happened, which was... They told the judge it happened the morning of November 13th, 2012, after Dave Krupa left for work. Carrie was on her laptop. We know by examination of Carrie Farber's known Facebook that she logged into her Facebook at 6.39 a.m. that morning. She logged off two minutes later and was supposed to leave for work but never made it because she was intercepted somewhere. And she was, like, intercepted and likely murdered between 6.39 and 9.54 because at 9.54 a.m., someone is using Carrie's phone to access Facebook and unfriend Dave. Remember, Dave starts getting text messages from her at 10 a.m. Right. So Carrie was, like, murdered and disposed of between 6.39 and 9.54. And, like, how did Liz do that by herself? It's crazy. Liz is also, like, social media petty, which is a whole different... 
different level of petty. Like she thinks to unfriend Dave. I know, I know, I know. Like, I know. grow up, Liz. And also don't murder Carrie. Yeah. Ideally. And so ultimately Liz is found guilty of first degree murder for, for the murder of Carrie and second degree arson for setting fire to her own house and killing her fucking pets. Fuck off, Liz. I know. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. We did Dateline Scorned Girl. Was she ever? She was scorned, Holy girl. shit. You guys, if Over you- Over Dave. And people love who they Dave. love. Dave. Dave, goddamn Krupa. Love. <laughs> love who you love, but Dave, my I goodness. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys, if you want more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon over to over 250, 60, 70 like full ad-free bonus episodes. Download and binge right the second. You get four full ad-free bonus episodes every month. You can't beat it. You I really don't, can't. And I you, really, you can't beat it. And you get them all immediately. Everything. You get access to the full archive the second you sign up. I hope your phone has space, girl. It's <laughs> a lot of stuff coming your way. Um, join us on the Facebook group, True Crime Obsessed Podcast Discussion Group. Follow us on Instagram, True Crime Obsessed Podcast. And that's it. We love you guys. We love you. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for, for like going on this Keith's journey with oh, me. Oh, I love it. I'm okay, having good. a blast. Good. Blast. I'm so glad. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Ooh, my voice held up. Luckily, in the Obsessed Network Slack, nobody does that. Nobody does it. Because you know why? It's a company of like two gay dudes and badass women. Yeah. Guys like us, right? Wait, <laughs> sexy bastards like us. Downright sexy downright, sons of bitches. Yeah. Like the two of us. <laughs> I just wanted on the record that not everyone wanted a fairytale wedding. Like no. me. I didn't want to get married. So, yeah. So here we go. So here we go. But then I fell in love with Mike. <laughs> Cut that out because that sounds horrible. <laughs> he made me marry him. He made, I mean, it's fine. I'm blinking really hard. Can you hear it? It happens yeah. a lot where it's like I changed my number and they they kept, they keep finding me. Like how? I don't, I'm a like, really good Googler, but I don't know if I'm that good. We're going to hear the word whore. Oh my God. 85,000 times. It is. Keith says all of them. <laughs> At one point, Keith says ho. Ho? He says whore like a lot. And there was no warning. I know. I know. 